Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Cottle, director of Nature Blind School for the Survival Show podcast. Thanks for joining me today. For those of you who have been longtime listeners of the Survival Show podcast, you may remember that quite some time ago I was doing some regular what we called manly musings, titled such simply because I am a man and sometimes I muse about things, basically digging into some thoughts, considerations, ideas, projects that are rumbling around in the head of Craig Cottle. And the beautiful thing for me, and I'm just very incredibly humbled and thankful is that several of you all have requested that we do more of these. Therefore, we're going to start trying to do a couple of months, maybe, for the Survival Show podcast. And it looks like David and the crew at the Survival Show podcast are going to ramp up what's going on and bringing in some expert interviews and stuff like that. So thanks for joining us here for what is going to be happening with the Survival Show podcast moving forward. Now, uh, I don't pretend that what I have to say is the way of doing things. It is just a way of doing things. Matter of fact, a lot of these manly musings are just me just questioning a lot of things and throwing it out there and and looking for feedback. So one of the things that you can do anytime you feel like you had something to add to this conversation is just shoot us an email, survivalshowpodcast at gmail.com. Again, the email is survivalshowpodcast at gmail.com. Because, again, it's more of a questioning and looking at things rather than just saying, hey, this is the way it needs to be. So we appreciate the feedback. So send us an email again at survivalshowpodcast at gmail.com. Now, to get us back rolling and get back on the Manly Musings, I, I picked up, and I've mentioned this topic a few times before, but uh, there, there was a movie, Act of Valor, that came out. I guess it's three or four years ago, and it was basically a bunch of active duty SEALs that were filmed for a movie doing Navy SEAL type stuff. Obviously, the classified information and things they do were not in the movie, but one of the things that came out of that movie was a poem that was a, a pretty central theme to to the goings-on, particularly the ending of the movie, and if you, I, I won't spoil it for you uh, if you haven't seen it, because it's, it's a pretty good flick. But one of the things that was central to the movie was a poem that has been attributed to Tecumseh. Uh, more often than not, Tecumseh is stated as being a chief, and Tecumseh was not a chief of the Shawnee. He was basically a warrior who gained a considerable amount of notoriety. And, well, he gained notoriety both as a leader, as a warrior, and what most people would call a prophet, basically seeing things that others could not see at that time. It's a very interesting life to read about Tecumseh. Um, if you have interest in Native American history and anthropology and things that go along with it, then find some resources on Tecumseh 
and uh, check him out. Interesting individual, some of the things that he was able to accomplish. So this poem that was attributed to Tecumseh, and we don't know for sure because uh, we just don't know. I mean, a lot of things from that point in history is going to be rather difficult to prove or and or disprove that they came from the voice, the speech, the language of the Shawnee. And it's it's interesting to note if that's even possible. But whether it actually came from Tecumseh or not, I like the message that it puts out there. And so what I thought I would do for this first foray back into the Manly Musings is, number one, I'm going to read this poem. And number two, I'm going to go through it probably paragraph by paragraph and talk about some of the things that come out to me and again, if you have some thoughts that you'd like to share, then send them to us at the Survival Show Podcast at gmail.com. Before I get into it, though, I just want to tell everybody one of the things that's beneficial for me coming back to Mail Musings is guiding and directing people into what we call the Nature Reliant School online membership. And what we wanted to offer all you listeners here at the Survival Show is a discount if you're interested in getting into that. That discount is TSS10. That's TSS10, TSS meaning the survival show. So TSS10 will give you 10% off a, a membership in the NRS membership online on my website. I'll have a link in the description below for you. And uh, we appreciate the Survival Show podcast team allowing us to do that so we can direct people to what it is that we do over at Nature Reliance School and all that good stuff. It makes it it makes it makes such that I can continue to do stuff with Manly Musings and Survival Show podcast if, if we're directing people that direction and you all are helping out and joining in. So we appreciate that. Again, TSS10, check it out. We've got all kinds of online content as it relates to survival, edible medicinal plants, tracking, land navigation and it's growing i've in in the near future i'm gonna have over 200 hours worth of content there for uh basically a really small monthly or annual fee and you all get 10 percent off so why not dig into it now let's get into this poem live your life so live your life that the fear of death can never enter your heart Trouble no one about their religion. Respect others in their view and demand that they respect yours. Love your life. Perfect your life. Beautify all things in your life. Seek to make your life long and its purpose in the service of your people. Prepare a noble death song for the day when you go over the great divide. Always give a word or sign of salute when meeting or passing a friend even a stranger, when in a lonely place. Show respect to all people and grovel to none. When you arise in the morning, give thanks for the food and for the joy of living. If you see no reason for giving thanks, the fault lies only in yourself. Abuse no one and no thing, for abuse turns the wise ones to fools and robs the spirit of its vision. When it comes your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. So again, I want to reiterate that we, we most often attribute this to Tecumseh, who was a Shawnee, and 
and even if it's not true that he's the one that put these words together, I think it's worthy of our consideration. And, and I'm going to throw some ideas out at you and some things that stick out to me about this particular poem. And uh, hopefully, again, they resound with you and you can shoot us an email. Let us know what you think about them. So let's look at these first couple lines here. So live your life that the fear of death can never enter your heart. Trouble no one about their religion. Respect others in their view and demand that they respect yours. This is pretty indicative of the way I try to do the things that I do. Uh, I've made no bones about the fact that I'm a Christian, but I also try to respect others in the way they believe. Uh, if, if, if I wanted people to come to know the same faith that I do, then the first conversations that I have with people should not be of ones of, Hey, you're stupid. <laughs> so I'll try to respect everyone as much as I can. And, and if there is an opportunity to discuss and answer questions about what it is that I believe in, then I'll take it, but I'm not going to necessarily go after to trouble other people about theirs. So something to consider. Second paragraph here is love your life, perfect your life, beautify all things in your life. I think sometimes we can, man, we can really get in a rut of focusing on the negative. And I'm not so sure that the modern school system way of doing things is not partly to blame for that. It seems like when you go to school now, public school that is, that there's a lot of attention and focus on the things that you do wrong. And so you're always constantly being reminded of the things that you do wrong. If you get a 98 on a paper, it's the two thing, the two out of 100 that you got wrong that's focused on, not the 90 out of 100, 98 out of 100 that you got right. And so uh, it's easy to get down, possibly even depressed about things. But if we have a mindset of taking and enjoying everything that comes our way, even the negative things, as an opportunity for growth, then we can we can then do exactly what this line says, which is love your life and perfect your life, always seeking to make it better. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Next paragraph. Seek to make your life long. Seek to make your life long and its purpose in the service of your people. Prepare a noble death song for the day when you go over the great divide. Always give a word or sign of salute when meeting or passing a friend, even a stranger when in a lonely place. I think context is critical here. I think we got to consider back in the day, there was no, you know, Facebook, there was no internet, there was no email. Um, despite us not knowing for sure that Tecumseh put these words together, we do know that when they were put together, it was quite a long time ago and there was no phones and anything of that nature. And seeing other people, even strangers out on the frontier, would have been a remarkable thing. And we should, and as, as suggested here, show a sign of salute when passing a friend, even a stranger, when in a lonely place. That doesn't mean that we should uh, show a sign of salute to everyone. Not everyone is a passing friend. That's something I think is worthy of note here. But to get back to the beginning portion of this, seek to make your life 
long and its purpose in the service of your people. There was a time where I used to teach martial arts. There was a time when I was a deacon of my church. Uh, there is a time now where I am the chief instructor, lead instructor of all things Nature Reliance School, right? And there's something that has always stuck with me, okay? When I first w- became a deacon in my church, uh, I studied the word deacon, and actually I was studying Greek at the time, uh, New Testament Greek, that is. And it just jumped out at me when I realized under the instruction of my teacher that the word deacon basically means servant, one who serves, okay? I That stuck with me for a long time, and it, and it kind of made things very clear what my role was there. When I started studying martial arts, I got a similar instance where I was studying Japanese martial arts. I was studying Judo and Aikido and Iaido, and these are all based upon uh, samurai fighting arts, if you will. And during the study of those things, I discovered that the word samurai means one who serves. You can see where I'm going with this. So it seems like those that are put into leadership and even warrior-type traditions are intended to be servants. And I love this line here, seek to make your life long and its purpose in the service of your people. It's been my experience that if I am in the business of trying to help people and serve them as best I can, then the community that I'm involved in, involved in is a better place. Now, I want to be clear on this. This doesn't mean that, uh, and we'll get to this in a minute, I think, when we talk about when we should or should not grovel, right? Show respect to all people and grovel to none. That doesn't mean that I don't say things that are hard for people to hear at times. Sometimes the best way that I can serve people is give them brutal honesty. And uh, you can talk to David uh, with the classes that I've taught for him up in Pennsylvania when we've taught some classes, rival classes up there. And he will be very quick to tell you that I am good at, uh, and I don't know if good is the right word, I am good at being brutally honest at times. Um, I am a respecter of a lot of things, but letting people have a false sense of security is not one of them. I'm not a big fan of that. So my role as a survival instructor and even sharing things here on the podcast is critical. It, it is absolutely critical that I offer as much honesty as I can to help people. And so that's part of what I like to do. So the next group of lines here, when you arise in the morning, give thanks for the food and for the joy of living. If you see no reason for giving thanks, the fault lies only in yourself. There's a fantastic book, <clears throat> and actually, I have to say that this is probably one of been. There's a few books out there that I have read that I would have no hesitation saying that book is a life changer for me, and I don't expect it to be a life changer for everyone. Uh, these various books that I'm a big fan of, maybe I'll do a podcast on those someday, but. The latest one that I've read that has absolutely been life-changing for me is a book called The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life by Boyd Vardy. Uh, Being a tracker, being a professional tracker, meaning sometimes I get paid to track things and sometimes I I get paid to teach people to track things, is is quite quite an experience, quite frankly. And uh, Boyd Vardy is basically comes from the lineage and line of lion hunters and lion trackers. And he talks in there often in this particular text about 
basically the metaphor of tracking lines to life and how it, how they're just definitely connected. And one of the things that comes out of that, he, there actually is chapter three in his book. He talks about the distinct relationship between fathers and sons and how there's a tension there quite often between fathers and sons. Even though the son may love the father and the father may love the son, there's a tension there. It may be that they hate one another or despise one another. There's definitely going to be a tension there. So no matter what sort of relationship between fathers and sons, there happens to be a tension more often than not. But one of the things he came that came out of his discussion that I like sharing, and it, and it, came, to, it came when I was reading it, it came to mind as it relates to this poem, is one of Mr. Vardy's uh, mentors, Ranius, who is a, uh, I don't know, somewhere 50s, 50-ish, spent a lifetime uh, doing things in the bush of Africa. So this is a person that's got considerable experience. He he talked about being raised by a father who was an alcoholic. And it doesn't go into great detail on this. It's just enough. His writing is fabulous in that book, by the way, if you're interested in getting that book. But one of the things he talks about is how fathers shape their sons, the ones that have good relationships and the ones that have bad relationships. This particular person's father being a uh, alcoholic and being abusive to Rainius and his brothers was quite remarkable. The way Mr. Vardy wrote about it is that Rainius did not want to be anything like his father because of that. And I think there's value in that in seeing that there's some things that we may want to emulate that our fathers do. And then there's some of us who either have an absentee father or have a, a pitiful father or ridiculously pathetic father. And we don't want any part in being like them. And I think there's value in learning that. Listen to this line again. If you see no reason for giving thanks, the fault lies only in yourself. Meaning you can see this bad situation that's befallen you having a, a, a pitiful father and you can utilize that to motivate you to be a great father or a great person yourself, or you can let it bring you down and defeat you. And I'm a bigger fan of letting things that are problematic grow and guide us. And this is a hard-hitting line right here. Abuse no one and no thing, for abuse turns the wise ones to fools and robs the spirit of its vision. Now remember, if we can attribute this to Tecumseh, Tecumseh was a fierce warrior. I mean, he was a killer of other people. Thinking of that, let me say this line again. Abuse no one and no thing, for abuse turns the wise ones to fools and robs the spirit of its vision. Think about this from the perspective of a warrior. Even though you might go to war, even though you might have to kill someone in war, it's not a time for abuse. Abuse is going to turn wise ones to fools. I think what we can get into, and I... And I I've never been to war. I've never was in the United States military. I've had a very good fortune to be able to train a bunch of individuals that are in the military. So I spent a lot of time around those types of people. And one of the things that comes out of it is that those that are abusive to other people do exactly what this line says is they just, they just seem to lose cognitive ability, which is very unfortunate. And so one of the things that I'm a fan of in this particular line is that we don't want to rob ourselves of our wisdom just because we're abusive. Now, this last bit. When it comes your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death. 
you know, there's some of you all out there that have been around other people that have passed away. And I'll share one instance where I was. There was a a friend of mine that um, she was a midwife. Actually, I was friends with her husband and got to know her because of him and developed a, we, me and my wife developed a pretty strong relationship with him. And when we first met her, when we first met her, um, uh, she told us that she had previously beat cancer and not too long after we met her and they got married and we were doing things as couples do sometimes, uh, the cancer came back and she was a very popular midwife and a, and a lot of people in the community knew her and she was a very incredibly positive person and she was positive up to the moment she died. And I was, I was there when she died and there's, there's a lot of things about this that, that struck me then that will forever be with me. And first off, uh, her husband called me and said, Hey, she's something's not right. You need to get here right now. I went there and she was in, and, and I don't want to get into the details. It was a very private matter, but she was very close to dying. And, and so, uh, in the, in the stress of it all, he called an ambulance to take her to the hospital, even though she had already signed some things saying she didn't want that to happen. And we got to the hospital with the family and, and I'll never forget, I'll never forget, uh, basically her coming out of this coma and being totally awake because she had been getting some medicine and said, just let me go, let me go. And then she died. It was incredible. Um, I, I say this not to share a very private moment with her and her family, but, I'll never forget how bad she wanted to just go. She didn't want to deal with this. She didn't want to be part of the mess that it was that was going on here. She was literally screaming. She was she was a devout Christian, and she knew where she was going, and she was just ready to go. And it was just it's it struck me then, and it'll struck strike me till the day I pass. I'll never forget it. And I think this person here, Tecumseh, who we're attributing this to fantastically put this together again i'll read when it comes your time to die be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death and then it goes on so that when your time comes they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way and here's what he said we should do sing your death song and die like a hero going home every time i hear this i think about the movie jeremiah johnson for those of you who are listening that know me uh or uh have similar uh, interest as I do. You've probably seen Jeremiah Johnson, Jeremiah Johnson. there's a scene in the movie where, uh, Jeremiah is going to war basically on this small band of, uh, warriors that had killed his family. And <clears throat> he gets this big old heavy set native American cornered sort of, and he's about to wipe him out and the warrior knows it. And he starts singing his death song and you know, this is Hollywood. And so it's, who knows if there's any accuracy here or not, but to real life, but it, it does, I think, give us an opportunity to consider that for ourselves and that when our time comes, we should be in the mindset of being excited to go on to the other side. And if we live our lives now, like right now, listen, as you're listening to this, you're probably listening to some things that you, you've heard me say that you like, and there's probably some things that you don't like the things that you like and you go, man, that's not a part of my life. Then implement them in your life. 
The things that you don't like, question them, say, hey, should that be a part of my life? And you'll either say yes or no. If it should, then make it change today. Change today. Don't waste any time. If you constructively look at the things that I've shared and you go, ah, I don't I don't think Craig's on point on that. I think he's off. Then discard it. Move on. Come up with another solution for yourself. But no matter what, I think we need to be prepared right now, this very second, to sing our death song and die like a hero going home. Thanks for joining me, everybody. It's good to be back with the Survival Show podcast, Manly Musings. Again, don't forget to check out the link below. Use the discount code, TS, discount code TSS10 if you want to drive into our NRS membership. And I appreciate David and the team at the Survival Show podcast uh, helping us get the word out on that. So we appreciate you, and I look forward to being with you some more. Don't forget, you all, don't forget to email us, survivalshowpodcast at gmail.com, survivalshowpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. You like or dislike. Love to hear good criticism on the good side and the bad side of what we do. And don't forget, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp. <laughs>